0: There is uh, ice on the ground. The grass on which I'm walking here, in this small park near the rectory, is covered in white dust. Almost looks like uh, powder sugar. (laughs) The air is very crisp. I'm wearing a winter hat. I'm wearing gloves. The sky is beautifully blue. And the sun is, uh, is shining, but there is no warmth coming from the sun. It is below zero degrees Celsius, so it's below freezing point. And the only people you see outside right now are in cars passing me by, probably making their last arrangements for Christmas. I see an old man walking on the other side of the street, carrying a bag with some groceries. The supermarkets are the only places where you can still go because we are in a very strict lockdown in the Netherlands, one of the strictest in Europe for now because of the extremely rapid spread of the Omicron virus. I'm sure that where you live you've heard also the worrying news about the incredible rate at which which this uh, new variant of the coronavirus is spreading with a lot of unknown factors we don't know exactly how it is going to affect the hospitals in a few weeks from now it is in my country spreading very quickly under younger people which means that of course you won't see that generation in the hospitals or in emergency care right away but usually it's followed by uh a number of infections a rise in infections among the elderly the much more vulnerable parts of society and so our government has decided um, on the basis of their calculations of how fast this is uh, increasing that it's better to lock down right now even before Christmas time to prevent uh, a blackout in, in the month of January and it still may be too late we don't know And so a lot of people are staying inside, although I am still surprised to see so many cars passing me by. I guess it's also due to the weather, because we are a country of bikes, as you know. But when the temperature drops below freezing point, it is very tempting to just take the car, even if you have to go short distances. Well, I'm not in my car I'm not on my bike right now I'm just walking and uh, I'm glad that I can go out for a short walk in the in the woods I'm about to enter this quieter street because right now this is one of the main arteries between this village and some of the neighboring villages so you've got a lot of traffic going up the the hill here which always uh, is uh, is a bit noisier than the rest of this town but it is also the, the, the fastest route to the, to the woods, which are ahead of me. And then once I'm in the woods, of course, everything will calm down. And I'm looking forward to being able to take you on a walk in these busy days right before Christmas. That is, if you're listening to this before Christmas, maybe you're way too busy to listen to podcasts as well. And this will, uh, this will still be in your uh, podcast software weeks later if so happy merry christmas happy new year uh these are for all of us i, I guess uh, regardless of uh, lockdowns or covid viruses always busy times and at the same time we're always looking forward to these times we we think when we are at work oh it's gonna be christmas soon we're gonna take some time off it's going to be nice. I'm going to have time to read, to cook, to be together with my family, to uh, play video games, watch movies. And I don't know about you, but the reality is almost never what I, what I see dangling in front of me when I'm still at work. Like this carrot of, oh, Christmas is coming and it's going to be great. Usually when Christmas arrives, it is just getting even busier <laughs> it's getting crazier especially in my line of work where of course Christmas is the most popular uh, religious activity for many people even if they don't go to church during the rest of the year Christmas is a time where they want to go to uh, to church they want to sing the familiar songs and feel a little bit of that hope that uh, thankfully the church still stands for for many people and the and the the bible still stands for the story of the birth of jesus is still something that uh, inspires many people even though in their day-to-day life they may forget about that Um, so if you're in my line of work the days before christmas are rarely uh calm and quiet and even though the liturgy of the hour, so the prayers that we pray as priests and consecrated people are uh, very much emphasizing the spiritual preparation for Christmas, I got to say that often beyond those prayers, there's not much that helps with that because you're just so busy with practical stuff. Now, for me, of course, the situation is slightly different because I no longer have um, immediate parish duties Um, although I have of of course offered my services to the local parishes uh, to uh, Father Henry but it is very different from previous years where I was still appointed to work in a parish and it was more work usually and of course obviously because I had an appointment uh, to work for 20% of my time in the parishes. People could also, and would also, claim that time, whereas now I'm much, it's much easier for me to just say, well, hey, unfortunately, I don't have an assignment for that. I, I just can't fit that into my schedule because of my, uh, because of my media work. So that helps. Also, what helps is that the um, Christmas Eve masses have been cancelled, because of the COVID situation, this uh, was a bit uh, prescient by the bishops who uh, d- gave us the message, I think two weeks ago, that uh, after five o'clock in the evening, it's not allowed to come together uh, for mass or other religious activities anymore. All right, so I'm now entering the woods, greeted by at least a dozen of dogs that are being walked by people. Beautiful grey dogs and small ones. Hey, little buddy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> dogs in all shapes and forms. One seemed to recognize me from a from an earlier walk. You always come across the same dog owners. And after a while, I don't remember faces of the people, but I do remember the dogs. <laughs> and there are a few more walking around there. Well, I don't... Uh, I don't think that's a bad idea on a day where we get some sunlight. Even though it is really cold, it is still nice to be in the woods here. And, uh, of course, for dogs, it doesn't really matter if it's Christmas or not. They just want to be out here, have some fun, and uh, play with one another. Oh, this black one is just staring at me like, (laughs) what are you doing talking into that uh, hamster ...animal or whatever it is on top of your microphone. <laughs> so, uh, no, no Christmas Eve Mass. That was very clear um, from two weeks ago. But then, just the other day, we got stricter measures. Since the whole country is now in lockdown, bishops have uh, stipulated that we can only have 50 people per celebration. Um, and if I'm perfectly honest... I think that that may actually still be too much. Taking too much of a risk. I know that churches are big and it would be possible to seat people uh, at a uh, you know a safe distance from one another. But still, you just want to avoid people coming together at all right now. One of the things that the government hopes is that people just will stay inside. Uh, or go for a walk in the woods where, you know, the only... The only other people you meet are dog owners, and, uh, and the dog and plus the leash will will guarantee a safe social distance. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel about those 50 people. I do realize that for many people, these Christmas uh, masses are a great source of consolation and give them some light. On the other hand, 50 people is not much, and so a lot of people won't be able to come. Uh, so becomes a bit arbitrary, um, why certain people would be able to experience some of that joy of Christmas, and other people will have to stay at home because we're booked, you know, it's uh, sold out. (laughs) Ah. So, um, and and then for my own personal health, I'm also a little bit wary that uh, I don't know exactly what will happen if, if I would catch it another time, I did get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is the weakest of the bunch. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna have proven to be way more efficient, uh, at least in the first few months. Now, there is a little bit of data that I heard just this morning that the, actually the Johnson virus is, is, uh, is getting stronger, more effective in fighting the Delta variant. This is not about the Omicron variant over time. But uh, I got sick more than a year ago. I got COVID in October, towards the end of September, I think. And so th- what is left of the antibodies or the, you know, the res- the resistance is, uh, has dwindled quite a bit. And also this one Johnson shot that I got, I think before the summer holiday, is probably also... Uh, not very very effective anymore so i am a little bit uh uneasy about especially the mass that i have to celebrate on the first day of christmas and there's another one on the second day of christmas i don't know how i feel about that Uh, of course i i caught the covid in the sacristy while preparing for mass so it wouldn't be the first time for me to catch it in ...during mass, whereas the rest of my life right now is is very safe. (laughs) I can work from home. I am working from home. I don't have to go out. I don't have to um, go film with the crew members or whatever. A lot of what I do is is, uh, safely from a microphone... ...and the communication that reaches your ear is digital. So there is no risk of any transmission of viruses. Ah, wow. It's so beautiful here. Everything is white the tree this fallen tree is covered in uh in in in, in ice <laughs> hey buddy hey beautiful white i think it's a white labrador those dogs are always in for uh for play but thankfully he's on a leash because uh if that if this dog would jump up to me <laughs> it would be uh uh hard to uh, stay upright anyway oh it's gorgeous the sun is still very low and it is the, the beams of the sun are hitting there is even you can see the, the, the rays of the sun there's a bit of a haze a, a remainder of the fog from this morning and when the sunlight hits it you get these beautiful rays and then um, down below you've got the the uh, what's it called again the, the, anyway the, the bushes here the low bushes and part of them are still completely covered in, in white. It is just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, I always have to uh, resist the urge to take photos when I'm on a walk, but <laughs> I think there will be ample uh, opportunity to uh, go out for photo sessions later on during uh, the Christmas break. But we'll see. Um, right now, the most... Uh, complicated thing to deal with for me is how to make sure that these days before Christmas don't become too hectic. And uh, this is always a a thing that that takes me by surprise. Once the regular work is done, you've you've completed your deadlines, etc., then all of a sudden you realize how much has been just waiting for your attention. So email, for instance, an inbox with lots and lots of email that has not been answered yet but also in my case a number of very specific tasks that have to do with my work when the the for the television show i'm still supposed to film 10 short social media videos um they will be aired next year but for accountant what is it accountancy uh, reasons, I have to build them and deliver them this year. So, that is still... I'm, I'm going to keep it simple, but it's still work uh, that has to be done. And it's creative work, so it requires some focus. And then I've got a lot of loose threads that need to be uh, dealt with. Um, so, I we had the um, last board meeting of the year. We have our uh, the head of the board, uh, Annette, uh, who's been Helping us for eight years now, this is the end of her second term, and she recently became a grandmother. She wants to have more time for <laughs> for that that very important task uh, and it was actually the same with our previous uh uh, uh what is it um uh, director of the board uh, before she uh took over he too became a grand grandparent a grandfather and so that was also for him a moment to say, well, hey, I've been doing this for a number of years. Uh, it's time for me to uh, to hand it over to someone else. So uh, we had a, our final meeting and then we uh, had a nice... This was right before the lockdown, so thankfully we could go uh, to a, a restaurant and have a, a nice lunch uh, with her to thank her for uh, all the work that she's done. And this is the, the part of my work that is invisible to you, but I wouldn't be able to do... Where am I going? Here's a small path that leads through the woods. What does it say here? Uh, oh, so this is like private property, but during the day you can actually visit. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't think I've taken this path before, but uh, this is the, the the more administrative side, uh, the uh, how do you call it, the governing part of the organization, and uh, I've learned a lot from the current board. Uh, we've got some excellent people. We've got Michiel, um, who uh, has an HR job uh, at with police. And a very, uh, I, I got to know him through the parish where I worked. Um, and he's a great guy. And then we have Tom Poffin, who uh, is uh, actually uh, supporting a lot of angel investors. So he's very uh, much at ease with, with, with new initiatives and uh, startups. And he's got a lot of financial knowledge. So he's a huge support when it comes to financial side of things. And then we had Annette, who is actually from the from the uh, education, the world of ed- education. So she worked as a teacher and also has uh, had some uh, more responsible roles in, in organizations that have to do with education. And her job has been actually to mold Tridio into a modern organization. Where, because we came, of course, from very humble modest roots almost like an amateur initiative where we just had fun creating podcasts and then that's just start kept scaling up and scaling up and the demands uh from an organizational point of view became much more uh well tougher to handle with and so i I was really happy to have someone who's experienced and who was not afraid to tell me um what not to do and, and what to do, so she I think she really understood that one of my biggest pitfalls has always been also my what is my strength, and that is a very creative mindset where every day I 've got new ideas, and so her job was to rein me in and to make sure that the best ideas would uh, would would become more uh, concrete, uh, would solidify, but also Uh, would deliver and if you try to do too much at the same time then none of it gets done well so she's been very instrumental and also extremely vigilant when it comes to my health uh she she was always the first to warn me that if i did not add numbers to the plans in the the sense that you need to calculate your resources it's a bit what jesus says in the gospel about uh uh, when he uses this image of a someone who wants to build a tower but he forgets to count his stones and his resources the tower will not get finished and same as if you want to start a war you you first got to take a look at uh, what the competition is doing (laughs) how are you in terms of soldiers and and equipment and horses and then you make a decision, well that is exactly the kind of discipline that I needed and uh, it has been I think a lifesaver for this past year where we put everything uh, in, in a spreadsheet. Um, and for every job that I had, even podcasting, even a, something like this, or recording an episode of The Walk, it's still uh, an investment of my time. And so it needs to be part of an overall uh, plan so that you don't go overboard in investing, 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 and then you don't take enough time to, for your health, for your sleep, to recover... And there needs to be a certain balance between, let's say, the harder parts of the job, like editing and working with deadlines, and the fun parts of the job. For me, it's filming and interviewing and and, and podcasting. That's what YouTube movies, YouTube videos, that's that's a lot of fun to do. It gives you energy. So everything has to be in balance and under her uh, guidance that has uh, become uh, the new way of working. What it also does is it helps you to prioritize because once you start writing down everything you want to do and then the amount of resources in terms of time, uh, number of hours available during the day, other obligations. Uh, Where am I going? Um, I might just go straight. Ahead of me is a bit of a hill that I'm currently climbing. And then... uh, We'll see if we can make a circle through this part of the woods. Um, wow, even though I'm wearing gloves, my fingers are still starting to freeze. So I'm moving the microphone to my right hand now. And uh, I'm gonna move my fingers a bit to warm them up, get the blood, circul- the blood flow going. And here are a f- number of dead trees that are blocking the way. This one is huge. Ugh. Let me just climb over it. ...covered in moss and ice. Ah, even the leaves on the path are so frozen that they become crispy. You hear that? That's just me. It feels like I'm walking on cornflakes. <laughs> that sounds like it. I'm walking on cornflakes. So uh, prioritizing and, and choosing is uh, a, a, a very important. And that is vital for this next year, where basically we have to reinvent ourselves in a certain way because uh, a number of staple ingredients of my work have fallen away, Um, namely the TV show, the TV production. So now that we are going to make new choices and we're going to pursue new projects, we have to, again, be very certain that there is a demand for that, that there's an audience that would like us to do this, and that we have the resources, time, finances, etc., uh, to make it work. So that's what we've been working on. And this, all this, normally, I don't really talk about that too much, um, because it's it's just facilitating the creative work, which is much more important for you. But for me, as a, this this podcast is a lot about personal growth and learning. Uh, making mistakes and learning from your mistakes. This has been for me a huge help in uh, in, a certain, in developing a certain discipline to uh, uh, to make choices and to and to focus on a few things and do them very well, rather than trying to do everything and then not being able to deliver. Uh, one of the consequences of that approach has been that we've made a an honest assessment of uh, this. Uh, puppeteer project that I uh, talked about um, er earlier this year this was a a kind of a new uh, project that uh, developed in the beginning of the lockdown the first lockdown that happened and uh, churches at that moment, ooh, what is that that looks like a field out there oh, maybe I know where that is yeah, let's do let's go to the right. This is actually uh, a road that leads to Wageningen, so to uh the town where Father Henry lives. And uh it's more an open field there where in during the summer you have the the cornfields and everything. And it's very different, it's beautiful. It's also Dutch countryside, but very different from the woods. So let's go there and change the scenery as I walk over this very soft path. It's covered in uh, the uh, you call that needles of the, um, the fir trees that surround me here. So it's not frozen. It's uh, it's very soft. So this would be cornflakes with milk after uh, five minutes <laughs> in terms of sound effects. Anyway, uh, this this so this the, the idea was if children can't come to church. Um, and this is not just. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not sure if this is a path actually. It looks like I'm walking straight into the actual field. And the path is it. The sun is shining straight in my face, so I can't really see very clearly. No, there is no path. It's blocked. It's just. Uh, bushes. Hmm, okay, well. Let me retrace my steps and see if I can go to the left here and do like a parallel itinerary. Uh, The idea was to create something that children could watch on Sunday morning. Instead of going to church, they could still have their catechesis. It would be very simple. Um, And I filmed a few like pilot project or pilot videos where I would just use um, uh, animals... Uh, what is a plush? How do you call that? Like these stuffed, not stuffed animals, but anyway, toy animals from Ikea. And, uh, and that was fun to do, but I was like, okay, if we, need to, if we want to do this uh, uh, consistently, then I need to uh, bring someone on board who has experience in writing children's tales and maybe can help with the puppeteering as well. So we, uh, we found also a fund that uh, was going to help us finance that. And so we've been trying uh, to develop some experience in, um, and also knowledge of puppeteering. And uh, in my mind, one of the things that we could do is to create a a puppet version of me, (laughs) like a Father Roderick in Muppet style, and then uh, uh, maybe some other characters, and then just do something like a, a very simple setup where... Uh, there would well, there'd be this priest who would narrate the gospel of the of the week in a in a simplified form that children can understand, they can relate to, and uh, and then maybe explain some things about the faith or whatever. It was very still uh, in its early stages of development, but because of the big uh, the ongoing pandemic, um, it was very difficult to uh, to grow that project because if you, once you start building sets doing lighting filming you need to involve more people and as you can imagine puppeteering with safe social, social distance is very difficult because it's uh, you cannot you normally have to have at least two puppeteers for uh for something that looks like uh the muppet show or or sesame street and so um it it uh because this pandemic just went on and on and on we kept pushing forward the the actual production phase, and we kept developing story ideas and and for little formats for what? How can we keep it simple? But because we were focused on on creating and on doing something in in safe under safe conditions, the the initial project uh, where we would try to do something that actually feels and looks like uh, the Muppet Show or Sesame Street or so something that is a proven concept um, it, it it kind of ha- had to be watered down to to make it simpler to film and maybe just uh, do something extremely rudimentary um, and then it after a while it started to completely uh, we couldn 't develop it anymore because so much else was happening in the organization, especially of course with the big changes in my life, uh, having to move the renovation of the rectory and then uh, the uh, changes in my professional work and so everything was kind of on hold had been on hold Um, and uh, we so we spoke about it at length with the board and then we ultimately decided or the board decided to not go forward with the project at this time and shelve it um, but at least to let everyone who was involved know that well we uh Unfortunately, despite the, the fact that it's a great idea, and, uh, and uh, we've, we've definitely made some progress in uh, researching how you would do that, we've also learned from that process that uh, it is in the, under these circumstances it's not feasible. Uh, in order to make something like that work, you need to uh, dedicate way more resources to it than we actually have. And so I had that talk yesterday where I had to go and communicate that with the people involved. And uh, I do have the Father Roderick puppet, though, <laughs> because that's no longer going to be used for that project. But uh, there is now a Muppet version of Father Roderick that may or may not appear one of these days in... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, some some uh, stuff on YouTube, or I don't know. Oh, wait. I followed another path that leads to nowhere, because uh, this seems to be the... The fence of a house, surrounding a house or a villa on the other side on the left. So I'll just keep following this small path. And as long as it leads me to the north, I should come home. Oh, here's another tree that is uh, blocking this road. So I'll just go around it. Wow, I think this one has been floored by a storm because the roots have been... uh, It's been derooted, so you see this this huge clump of 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 earth and roots sticking out of the ground. One of the one of the new insights here in um, uh, forest management is that they normally they would clean that up in, in the past, and now they leave it there because once these trees start to rot, they form a great source of nourishment for all sorts of microorganisms that are important for the overall health of the the forest which makes it more adventurous for us (laughs) to uh, navigate sometimes around those uh, those decaying trees but uh all that all you know kind of wrapping up the year and making sure that we have a clean slate for the next year and, and also a good planning for the next year that takes up a lot of my time and in addition to that of course i'm uh if you follow me on uh On YouTube uh, and you've seen one of those streaming masses I've been uh, uh, trying to uh, get back to a certain consistent schedule for those masses which uh, which works really well and I built a tiny little set in my my former bedroom um, which is like one of the smallest rooms I've ever used to film but thanks to a wide-angle lens and proper lighting uh, it still looks reasonably good on uh, on youtube although i noticed last time that i re-watched the footage that the image on my old macbook is much brighter than it actually ends up being for the viewers oh wow where is this leading me this is interesting everything is solid frozen here it's an open an open space. It looks like they uh, cut down all the trees here. Oh wow! The, everything the the floor is 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 rock solid here. It's interesting. This is a, a little bit higher than the rest of the of the woods, so maybe just that little bit of difference in altitude already makes a difference when it comes to the temperature. Um, and now, of course, I can go left and I can go right. And I think I'm just gonna. Walk towards the sun, and at least I know that I'm heading towards the northwest, which should be approximately the direction where I should go. Um, so cleaning up the wrapping up the year, getting ready takes a lot of time, but also, uh, thinking of you know what am I going to do for Christmas? What I would like to do is to celebrate mass on Christmas Eve for the the followers in my audience that are alone for christmas and you'd be surprised that that's actually a bigger group than i than i thought it would be and so i i kind of proposed this at the end of mass this past sunday and uh and then in the discord community we continue to brainstorm about what we could do and uh, i think there is a demand Uh, There is enough demand to actually make that happen. And because, well, the regular Masses here in the parishes have been cancelled, I do have the opportunity to do that. In addition to that, we got another request from the local uh, Catholic Church here that has asked me for some assistance in streaming their evening uh, service. They don't have a priest available. They still want to come together um, online um, and uh, have a... Uh, a gathering in the church that they then stream live to uh, the local community here, and so um, they heard they knew that I had some cameras from my previous parish that we could maybe set up so that 's another thing that I promised to do and which also may be benef- beneficial for m- for me as well in the future, if I can set something up and it works, then maybe I can move out of this small bedroom and into a real church in the near future, which would be much easier um, for me and uh, and also would give much more atmosphere uh, to the online masses. And, you know, once the COVID crisis situation is over, maybe we can even invite other people again to join us for that uh, international mass. But that's still in the future. I'm not kind of pushing myself too hard. I want to keep it simple. And this is also part of... Uh, Uh, resources and uh, uh, I I know that what I need a lot now is some time off. I've been working so this has been such a crazy year so I want to find some time to slow down and uh, do all these things that I always wanted to do for Christmas but I couldn't because once the regular work is done there's so much else that still needs to do uh, to to be to be uh, well to be done. Plus, you need some margin for emergency uh, things. And in this case, I've I've had a few uh, a few people that needed some extra time and extra uh, advice. Um, and I'm glad that I actually allow myself to um, to focus on just the essential. So that I have the peace of mind to actually do that without freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, I'm already so busy. And now you ask me to do this or to do that. I don't have time for that. And then that's not the kind of spirit in which I want to be preparing for Christmas. So this brings me to my final uh, lesson that I wanted to share with you. Um, It has to do with frogs. (laughs) I'm reading a book. I'm kind of halfway through the book that is uh, um, I think it is Eat the Frog that's the title and it is about these choices that I talked about um, and the, the 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 frog itself is a metaphor for um, uh, an approach of the writer and apparently he's been very successful because he's got lots and lots and lots of readers And uh, people that have implemented his advice and and really helped them. One of the things he says is, uh, well, put things on paper. So everything that's in your mind, your plans, put it on paper. So think on paper. I thought that was a confirmation of the process that I've been going through. Instead of just having all these wild ideas, open a spreadsheet, put them down. And start calculating your resources and see if you can make that happen or not. Um, so he also advocates that same approach. And then he says a very important thing is to know what your biggest goal is. So what is your most important... The thing that's going to move you forward. The thing that's really going to have a long-term impact on your life. That is something you always have to ask yourself. And that will help you in determining what he calls what the biggest frog is that you need to eat. <laughs> and he's talking about eating frogs. So my immediate image that came to mind was, of course, Grogu, baby Yoda, who is swallowing this huge frog. And he says th- there is one thing that we're good at, and that is to avoid to eat the biggest frog. We tend to uh, to procrastinate when it comes to the, these these Bigger projects, these bigger goals that will actually really move the needle and make a difference in our lives, and instead, we fill our time, we spend our energy on the on the unimportant stuff that may be urgent but is not important and so But the big frog is still sitting there, and at the end of the day at the end of the week, at the end of the month or year, we realize well wait i 've been busy. But because I kept avoiding to eat the big frog first, I've gotten nowhere and I'm still where I was last year. And it's like that first, for, for I don't know why, but that really helped me to, um, to well, to tackle uh, this, this problem of trying to avoid <laughs> eating the biggest frog. And I, I realized this morning, so I, I added something to my journal as you know i start every morning with a journal uh like 10 minutes of journaling followed by uh, about 15 minutes of scheduling because what i write down in my journal in terms of goals it will remain just a goal and a dream unless i put it in my calendar and, and and dedicate resources and time to it so that's my that's my routine in the morning the the journaling uh part of it is uh, of course following this this principle of the the letters of the word build so what what are you going to do for your body what are you going to do for yourself you the I uh, what was it income what are you going to do for your income so what what work is going to help you pay the bills Um, L is love what are you going to do for friendship to promote friendship to spread the word uh, to spread God's love in my case and D is a bloop what is the d the d the d the d uh love no i forget what what is the d let me just stop here for a second uh what did i write down this morning so what did i do for my body i promised i would go for a walk what am i going to do for you um, I, I said I'm going to spend some extra time in uh, getting back on schedule. So making sure I follow all the different habits that I want to establish. Uh, income, I'm going to record my podcast. That's, that's, a, that's a big frog. When I ask myself, what is the biggest frog? Uh, so I added actually the, the icon of a frog uh, followed by the question. What is your biggest frog? So the the journal starts with a statement. It's my value statement. What is your... What's guiding your life and your actions? And I said, I want to be... What is the the purpose of your life? I said, I want to live a creative and holy life to help other people do the same. Uh, So that's... But that's very abstract. And then the next question is, what is the biggest frog? And... I had to give that some thought because I was like well um i I think what is important oh, I know what the d is by the way, it just came to me is development the d the last question is what 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 do you do to develop yourself so it's usually learning something new, teaching myself a language, uh watching some instructional videos, learning something developing yourself on a daily basis is a a fixed ingredient of my day. Anyway, so the the question is, what is the biggest frog? And I realized I I often don't have an answer to that. Like there are like 10 frogs that are hopping around in my mind. And then, so what what that does, if I don't have an answer to what is the biggest frog, what is the thing you need to do before anything else? And the, the advice of the book is to eat the frog first. So if it is something that is important, and urgent, something that is helping you to move the needle in your life to reach your next big goal, that should be tackled first, even though maybe there are so many other things, so many other frogs that need your attention. You can eat them later, the biggest frog. If you don't know what the biggest frog is, then what I did, I'm sitting down and I open a new page in my journal. And that's the... Basically, the ark of Noah. <laughs> you know, I just fill it with everything that's hopping around in my mind. So, I write down a whole list of everything that comes to mind when I ask myself this question what is your biggest frog? And then, once I have them all written down again, think on paper, don't think just in your mind, but think on paper that's where it becomes much easier to see well, oh, wait a minute. Yes, there are like three things that are super important but I only can do one today. There's only time for one big frog. So what is the most important of those three important tasks? And if these other two are important as well, how can I schedule some time in the days to come to do it? Uh, So that that is really, really helpful. So this morning I was thinking, okay, what's the biggest frog? Um, a A few of the frogs that came to mind was first of all, I got to get ready for Christmas in terms of I got to make a plan for Christmas Eve. Is that super urgent? No, because I still have a few days. It's only Friday and it's now Tuesday. So I could I could even do that on, on Thursday. So that's not the most important. That's not the biggest frog. The second one is like, I need to help set up the equipment in order to install the cameras. There is one piece of the equipment, like a Blackmagic box, that I used to digitize the footage from the cameras so I could uh, stream it. That box had to be brought back to the broadcasting station. That wasn't mine. But I do have another Blackmagic switch, but I haven't read the, the manual yet. It is much harder to, uh, to work with, and so that needs time. It is an important frog because that has to be in place, um, ideally also on Thursday, so we have some time to test it out. But that's maybe not the biggest frog. And then I realized, oh maybe, what is something that I have told myself? Once the TV work is done, the contractual TV work with deadlines is done, then I'm going to prioritize you, the community, you as a listener, you as a follower, you as a supporter, you as a patron. That is my audience right now, because the television audience is... I've served them for 15 years, and maybe I will get to serve them in the future, but right now, there is no demand coming from from that audience. There is an audience that I'm committed to, and that is my community, my international community. and they. And I've also communicated this to the people that work at the broadcasting company, Even though next year maybe they will need me for some stuff, they have to realize that the TV work is no longer my top priority. Um, My top priority is to serve the community that you belong to as a listener to this podcast. And so, that immediately made it... If that is my top priority, then that should be the biggest frog. So that means that the most important part of my day, the most productive time of the day, which is right now, it is past lunchtime. I, this is usually the time of the day that I have the most energy, um, both physically, but also creatively. That is the time that I need to give to this community. That is the biggest frog. So despite the fact that I have got a ton of other things that I could do. And normally if I wouldn't put this on paper and I wouldn't make choices, I would just run around like an idiot <laughs> and then get distracted. And, uh, and, and then basically everything would be half-baked. And I wouldn't know how to, st- how to stop and when to stop. That is another big issue when you have too many of those frogs. When everything is important, nothing is important. And so you feel like I have to do everything and I can't stop now. But once you've identified what is the biggest frog that needs to be eaten, once it is eaten, you're already more than halfway through because you've moved the needle. And that is true for me when it comes to serving you as a listener, as a follower. Um, That is what I am uh, supposed to do. You, in a certain way, are uh, the community that I am one of the shepherds of. I don't pretend to be the only one, but I do have a responsibility to help you and to serve you. So, if I've done that, if I've recorded these podcasts, even though it's a routine, I've done this for 15 years or longer, actually longer, from 2005, so, yeah, well, that's 16 years. <laughs> it is absolutely um, the... If I do that, then I've already accomplished my primary goal all the rest is bonus so that also means that i can tell myself well you know what the other stuff it's maybe important but it's not urgent so we'll just schedule it in and then also i'm i feel more uh, at ease to say no to things that are important but not urgent uh, an example of which is um i was i've been talking with uh, hugo who I uh, hope to work with next year as well on the documentaries. And he was like, I have some time over this week. Um, so m- what if we start translating um, the voiceover text for the documentary that we filmed in Scotland? Um, and I was like, oh well, that would be fun to see if we can make that in these final weeks of the year, like a, a, a nice, you know, conclusion of our creative work. But then, you know, he spent a lot of time translating all these texts. I had to find someone to prove-read that. But before I can give the the text to prove, to be prove-read, I want to go through it myself and, and make sure that the 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 English texts are the way I would speak. Which is always a bit different from a, someone who who did the translation. And I realized, well, you know, yes, that's important, but it's not super urgent. We didn't really announce anything for the end of the year Um, so it's this can also be done in in january as one of our first projects in the new year Um, and i i foresee that with the other frogs that i've now identified this is just not going to work this needs again just like the puppeteer project it needs to have my full attention to do it well i just don't have those resources right now so let's just move this to the next year and the added effect is that that clears me up it makes me it 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 removes this uh, uh, kind of personal deadline that I created myself and 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 if there's one thing that I've learned this past year it's that happiness comes from not trying to do too much like lower your expectations maybe or your uh, your projects and be content with what you are already doing. With uh, Go back to the core. That, that has also been our guiding principle when it comes to planning for the next year. Uh, we talked about that with the board. I talked about it with Inge. And we all agreed that after this insane year, <laughs> insane because of COVID, insane because of uh, having to move uh, and, 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 and losing the television job, In if there's one thing we need, it is rest. It's going back to what is the core of our mission. And our core is to create and to nourish and help a community around our media productions. It doesn't specify that we have to work day and night to do that. <laughs> it's just limit yourself to that. Don't try to invent too many new projects. That's not necessary. Just do what, what I did for Dutch television do it better, do less of that, so it will take off some of that pressure that uh, um, has been really hard these past few years but do it really well but do it for your core audience, which in my case is you, and so if I can focus on that, then that's enough that's been the guiding principle, and it should also, in these days before Christmas, should be my guiding principle, keep it simple, stupid (laughs) Don't, don't overload yourself with self-imposed goals that are not, for which you don't have the resources. And be quick. And one of, the, one of the things that I'm slowly learning is to make quicker decisions. And the only way to do that is to know what your priorities are, what is my, you know, what's going to move the needle. And writing everything down so you can see it kind of take a step back. Um, and then also, don't be afraid to cancel something, to stop something, even though you're not exactly certain of the consequences. So it's better to take a decision, even if you are still you know, in doubt, like, should I do that, shouldn't I do that? Better to take a decision than to, de- to not take a decision. Uh, case in point, the puppeteer project. I still really love that idea. And in an ideal world where this year would have been super calm, and maybe even calmer because of the various lockdowns, where a lot of the other work kind of falls away. Yes. That would have been a fantastic thing to work on. However, that's not the reality. (laughs) This year was different. And the world has changed. Our organization has changed. So... Even though I still had like, oh, I wish that I could do it. Better to take a decision. Well, okay, let's just wrap it up. Now, we developed it as, as far as we could. And part of the learning process has been, oof for this, we need more resources than we actually have. Um, well, that's also a gain. That's also a lesson, an important lesson learned. And, you know, there there is at least one result. I have a very cool Muppet version of myself (laughs) that, uh, you know, is always there in case we'll get creative and there will be more time and resources in the future. So it's not a big deal. And uh, that is... Those are the lessons that I've learned and that hopefully help me to uh, calmly prepare for Christmas. And as long as I know that I've done that I've tackled the biggest thing that moves the needle, that propels me towards my my bigger goals, then all the rest, you know, let it go if it's not feasible. It's not that important. As long as I eat the big frog first. So that wraps it up. I'm almost home. And there is one extra thing that I have to do tonight. If you have a some time to pray for uh, an uncle of of Hank Hank is the acolyte who helps me with the streaming masses. Uh, one of the uncles that, that he had a very good bond or, you know a very strong bond with is in the hospital and with a heart failure and it 's probably not going to end well and so Hank uh, has asked me if I would be available to uh, give him the anointment of the sick, which obviously is. Is important, and I will do that uh, probably tonight. So again, I'm I'm glad that I've already scheduled the big frog, uh, bringing you these podcasts, so that I I feel totally free to spend a couple of hours tonight to go and see the family and uh, and be close to uh, that person. Um, and and there is no stress related to that. Um, but if you have a moment to pray. And also to pray for all the other people that in these times uh, before Christmas are in in, in a difficult situation. Maybe at the hospital. Maybe you or your friends or your family. There are people that need your prayer. Then uh, carry them these days. Because they will probably use some, some extra help from above. Thank you for listening. I'm back at the rectory. And I'm going to go upstairs to my studio and stream and record the other two podcasts. Talk to you later. Thanks.